0: This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 497 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Horselovers.com and Graywall Equestrian. The rest of the scoop brings us a Biz Stam original called Powered by Lightning. Daredevil Devin Horn is back with an update on what she's up to in her preparation for the Mongol Derby. And horselovers.com product review of the week is the Weaver Silver Tip No. 95 Rope Halter. Listen in. Hi, Glenda Geek here, and welcome back to Stable Scoop, one of the world's longest-running horse podcasts. We're going to be doing our 10th birthday here soon, going into our 11th year. Well we got to switch we're gonna switch it up a bit for you today because we're starting off with the rest of the scoop like we do every other episode but this time biztam wrote it and she decided to give a try at reading it she- I think she discovered it was a little harder to read it than she thought but she did a terrific job and today we bring you the rest of the scoop called powered by lightning by biztam and read by
1: biztam <laughs> by lightning. The 30th president of the United States came into office in a somewhat unconventional manner. After being elected vice president in 1920, Calvin Coolidge took over the presidency when the 29th president, Warren G. Harding, died suddenly in 1923. The Harding presidency was steeped in controversy, and Coolidge was a breath of fresh air after the scandal-filled reign of his predecessor. Coolidge, despite earning the nickname Silent Cow, became known for his decisive nature and advocacy for working-class Americans. His fiscal policy is known for ushering in the economic boom that catalyzed the Roaring Twenties and greatly reducing the federal debt. While his legacy may contain several political accomplishments, Silent Cal will forever be remembered for his love of animals. While modern presidents tend to have one or two animal companions, Coolidge acquired a full-blown menagerie during his time in the White House. His collection of furry friends included six dogs, two lion cubs, a bobcat, one standard house cat, a mini donkey, an antelope, a goose, a wallaby, and most famously, Billy the Pygmy Hippopotamus. There was one animal, however, that was notably missing from his collection. Prior to becoming president... Calvin Coolidge spent much of his time on horseback. He loved horses, along with all of the physical and emotional benefits that came along with riding. Anyone who has ever attempted the sitting trot is aware of the immense core strength required to be successful. And because of the trunk strengthening properties of equestrian sport, Coolidge used it as his primary form of exercise. After becoming president, especially in light of the sudden death of his predecessor, The Secret Service told Coolidge it was far too dangerous to keep riding. Desperate to continue participating in his favorite leisure activity, he began to search for a way to ride again. It wasn't until he spoke to his friend, a Washington financier, that he was able to come up with a solution to his problem. His friend told him of a horse, a horse produced by none other than serial magnate John Harvey Kellogg. This horse was so safe and docile that there was no way the Secret Service would disapprove of him throwing a leg over. After receiving Secret Service approval, the Kellogg horse was delivered to the White House, and Coolidge resumed his riding habit. With a horse so easily accessible, Coolidge took to riding several times a day. He would ride out first thing in the morning to energize himself for the day ahead, after lunch to aid in digestion, and in the evening to relax after all of his work had been completed. Not long after the Kellogg horse came to the White House, Congress caught on to the president's riding habit. Coolidge's gentle steed became the butt of many jokes, receiving the ironic nickname Thunderbolt. The teasing came to a head one day when a congressman recited a mocking poem on the House floor. Fred Vinson of Kentucky recited... The hobby horse tis easily seen is silent as its master. It trots and canters in one spot, the jockey urging it faster. T'would not be very strange, indeed, if history should repeat. In discovery of the White House steed should encompass Cal's defeat. You see, the Kellogg horse delivered to the White House was not a horse composed of flesh and blood. His body was made of a steel barrel, in his neck a wooden post. Instead of being fueled by hay and oats, he was powered by electricity, his rider cueing him with the push of a button instead of the touch of a leg. Contrary to what Fred Vincent predicted in his poem, Calvin Coolidge's hobby horse, Thunderbolt, did not lead to his undoing. Eventually, however, Silent Cal traded in his electric horse for a new form of exercise, an electrical vibration machine that claimed to slim the waistline. While Thunderbolt may no longer inhabit the White House, you can find him on display at the Calvin Coolidge Library and Museum in Northampton, Massachusetts. There he sits, silent and motionless, awaiting the day when perhaps a new master will power him up again.
0: Greywall Equestrian is dedicated to providing top quality products from everyday essentials to something special for the show ring. Greywall offers items for both horse and rider, including turnout blankets, tall boots, grooming tools, leather halters, hunter and jumper and dressage bridles, paddock boots, and much more. Every item they carry has been selected by knowledgeable equestrians and horse riders just like you. The staff at Greywall Equestrian makes sure that equestrian tack is tested and inspected to ensure that you get the best quality and experience. Plus, they provide a 100% money-back guarantee. Find Greywall products at your local retailer or visit Greywall Equestrian at greywallequestrian.com. That's G-R-E-W-A-L-Equestrian.com.
2: time my favorite part of the show it's when i get to hang out with dedicated listeners who have volunteered to spend their valuable time testing products they're not familiar with and then coming on the show and telling us all about it and i'm here with mo how you doing mo i'm great how are you i'm doing great you've heard mo before because she she reviewed a product earlier for us what other product did you review
3: i had also a weaver leather um
4: item but it was a uh easy uh grip cinch
2: which is awesome. And I still love it. And you still love it. So this time mm-hmm. around, it's the Weaver silver tip number nine five halter. <laughs> tell us about your silver tip rope halter. And it's a rope halter. So tell us about it. It's a rope halter. It's made out of, um, rope, some sort of rope. <laughs> <laughs> now, nylon. is it the, is it's it the stiff, halter. is it the stiff rope or is it soft, squishy rope?
4: It's kind of an in-between rope, which I was surprised about. So it's, it's stiff enough that it holds its shape nicely um and can put up to some wear and tear, but it's soft enough that I don't feel like it, you know, chafes on your horse anywhere, does any like yucky rubbing or
2: anything like mm-hmm. that. Okay. Now, what is the silver tip part? Tell me where where that comes into play. You know, it's it's fascinating.
4: The ends of it have silver tips. There you go. <laughs> I didn't know what it was either until I got it. I was like, oh. Exactly what it is. So, with the end where you know it might fray or something, it has like a silver
2: casing on the end, which right. looks nice too. Which looks nice too. And those who mm-hmm. are rope halter aficionados or maybe mm-hmm. not familiar with rope halters at all, the crown part of a rope halter is two pieces of rope, as is the nose part of the halter. And you toss it over top behind your horse's ears and you stuff it through that little loop next to his ear on the left hand side. And it's two bits of rope. So if those two bits of rope were not connected by this cute little silver, silver cap, you'd have to be stuffing them in one at a time, like two different shoelaces, which is why the silver tip is important in the name of the product, because some halters that have that two rope thing, they're not attached and you have to put a piece of duct tape on there.
4: Yeah. And this is pre-knotted. I don't know if it says that in the product description, but it comes all nicely knotted. So if you've never, and it does come with directions. So if you've never used one before, which I had not, I won it in trivia and got it and was like, oh, okay. Um, (laughs) Because I knew the answer to this riddle. Why are horses bad dancers? They have two left feet.
3: Oh, you're so smart. That was my one of my dad's jokes. So I was the only one who knew it. So I went by
4: default. But uh, so it comes with directions. Um, if you've never used one before, you know, so you need to kind of uh, slide the knots around and things so it fits your horse and it tells you how to do that. Oh, it's adjustable. Um, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So it fits. I, I think it does. I think it does come technically sized like cob or draft or horse, but you can
2: adjust it pretty, pretty well. Now, this one comes as just a halter. Sometimes when you buy rope halters, they have a permanently attached or semi-permanently attached lead rope. This one does not; it just has the loop.
4: Correct, but they do have a match. They do sell you; they'll be happy to sell you a matching lead rope. And I know that because I bought it. It doesn't <laughs> want one that of those. Same nice nylon that is durable enough, but
2: not scratchy don't want scratchy. So this is mm-hmm. the Weaver Silver Trip number 95 rope halter. And one of the unique things about this one, in my opinion, is it does come in sizes. Most of the time rope halters are, it's a rope halter. It's average size. It fits everybody. It does come in small, large, and average. Now how that sizing works, I don't know how small, small is. Small might be Cobb, small might be Arab, small might be Pony. I don't know. Might be a good question for the customer service folks at horselovers.com. And it comes in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. About 25,000 colors. <laughs> yeah. I can vouch for the red. The red, the red is red good. Is nice. Red is good. The red is good. It also And com- it's
4: held up. The color has held up in, you know, Florida sun. So It's not pink
2: now? It's, a good thing. <laughs> it's not pink, no. Everything else probably is, but not that. <laughs> well that's great and it's a fantastic price right now as we record this review it is for sale on horselovers.com for a whopping $16.59 so heck get two colors and the lead rope and the lead rope there you go the silver weaver silver trip number 95 halter reviewed by one mo meyer thank you very much mo for your time we appreciate it well thank you thanks for the show
0: And now we bring back the daredevil Devon Horn. She's on once a month as we follow her trek and her adventures because she does so many wild things. But she's also training for her third attempt at the Mongol Derby coming in second a couple of years ago. So let's find out what Devon is up to. Well, we have badass Devin Horn back with us, and of course, you all know her. She's ridden the Mongol Derby twice. She's do, aiming for number three this year. She's getting ready for that. What three months away? Yeah, we're
3: caught. we're just coming in on three months out.
0: When do you start freaking out about a month out?
3: Oh, about four a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, you
0: start freaking out when you have to write that large check
3: oh yeah seriously oh my goodness I think I just put in my final installment yesterday and while my bank um recovers from that (laughs) it's a ramen noodle week
0: (laughs) you know people don't realize it's by the time you pay for your travel and everything and the entry fee you're looking at 15 16 grand
3: it's yeah and doing it three times I could have bought a house yeah you could have (laughs)
0: actually to be honest
3: (laughs) seriously oh I don't like to think about it
0: (laughs) So uh, so how are, how are things in preparation for the Mongol Derby?
3: Well, everything but my bank account is looking really great. Um, <laughs> so your
1: body's fine. <laughs> I,
3: yeah, my body's fine. Um, my training sessions are taking out at about 100 miles a weekend now, um, which is fantastic because, of course, I have Cypress Trails Equestrian Center right down the road from my house where I can do unlimited mileage on unlimited endurance athletes. Um, so I'm just every weekend and every spare moment getting on a horse and and going out. Um, (laughs) I'm actually a little tired today because I did two lifting sessions at the gym, um, which are kind of hard for me, you you know, as fit as you are, you can always find something that really makes you tired. Uh, And for me, definitely the the high intensity cardio and the, uh, the weights are, are difficult and help me kind of get my body where it needs to be.
0: How many times Um, a week are you hitting the gym?
3: Oh, uh, the gym is about five times a week, plus running um about five times a week. Roller der- derby is twice a week, and then of course the riding is every weekend. Um, and weeknights when I have time.
0: You sleep well, don't you?
3: I sleep like a log. I you <laughs> <laughs> any any time I close my eyes, whether it's you know in a chair, on a couch, in my bed, uh, I go to sleep. I'm a great sleeper. Now, um,
0: <laughs> let's talk a little bit about one of the other things that you guys have to prep for. Obviously, we just talked about money is sponsorships. And also, you had a GoFundMe or something going to it, didn't you?
3: I did. Yeah, for my uh, my derby entry, which helped a little bit um, as far as people contributing. And I'm obviously so thankful for everybody who's supported me um, and not, you know, just shot me down for trying to go a third time. Um, I'm really lucky that I have a lot of people in my in my private life that that helped me along on my crazy adventures um and i have some exciting news on my my corporate sponsorship level i just actually uh entered into an arrangement with uh, Fitz Equestrian Wear, which I'm super excited about because I really love their stuff.
0: Oh, they're, they're, they're a great couple that run that too. They're really nice. Oh,
3: yeah. yeah. Uh, Nick is the, the person I've been um, kind of going back and forth with. And I got on the phone with him after uh, making contact about a couple weeks ago. And I said, listen, you know, I'm doing this. Can I, can I have some breeches? And he said, oh, no, you can't have breeches. You can have breeches. You can have shirts. I have this state-of-the-art raincoat that I want you to try out. Um, and he just sent me the kitchen sink, and was so supportive and excited. And I, I really can't wait to uh, to test this gear out and run it into the ground. And you are going to be it the sexiest awful.
0: rider at the Mongol Derby.
3: I'm definitely going to be the chicest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've I've never been this stylish in my life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, usually <the> endurance only... <laughs> riders are catching whatever they can. <laughs> like...
3: Exactly, and the only caveat is that the long sleeve that he sent me is white which makes me think that he's never met an endurance rider before.
0: Oh, and he's um, never met a dirty are, Mongol pony either.
3: <laughs> so. Oh, he has. We are just natural dirt magnets. I mean, I can get dirty, like, stepping out of bed almost. So uh, <laughs> we're going to have to, I don't know, maybe scotch it. I'm not really sure how I'm going to keep that thing white. <laughs> Boy, the
0: Fitz clothing, the technical clothing they have are going to be perfect for the Mongol Derby, though.
3: I know, and I tried on this rain jacket that that Nick was going on and on about, and I've never actually ridden in a raincoat designed for riding, Um, and just the the little things that you wouldn't even think of if you were just doing gear, you know, the flare at the bottom, the ability to, the double zipper that you can unzip from the bottom or the top, depending on how much coverage you need, is just phenomenal. I mean, I'm so excited to ride in it.
0: Great. Well, that's terrific. Well, congratulations, and thank you to thank Fitz you so for much. helping support our girl. We appreciate it.
3: Definitely, definitely. Huge shout out to Fitz Equestrian for, uh, for kidding me up. <laughs>
0: so what is it, uh, it? I try and ask you a different question every month, and this month I wanted to ask you, now that we are three months away, what's the one thing that you're just, you know, I know how positive you are, but I also know you're human. What's the one thing that you just have in the back of your mind that you can't get
3: out? Um, Honestly, the expectation. Um, You know, all of my friends are kind of trying to be really supportive of me. And, and of course, they're saying, you know, you can handle everything. And um, I guess the narrative is, my friend Ty said the other day, it's like a sports story. You know, you did really well, and then you had your crash, and now you have to come back. Um, and so it's the, the pressure
0: of the coming back,
3: exactly. Not you know, life isn't year two. Exactly, life isn't a fairy tale, and I know there's no no guarantees. Of of course, I'm going to do everything that I can, but I just don't want to come back and not perform. You know. <laughs> well, and, and year two, you got really, you
0: pushed it really hard, got really sick, and I think you learned a, an important lesson from that
3: exactly too. you know nothing nothing's more important than obviously my health and well-being uh and actually one of the the promises that i made to my boyfriend scott was that if it came down to it uh i would not choose victory over life again
0: <laughs> so yeah, scott's, a, um, sure scott's happy to hear that it's like,
3: <laughs> yeah that was his only response from me going back was that i would not you know risk my stupid. life again <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. The Derby is already an amazing risk. I mean, anybody who signs up to do that has a little bit of a death wish, but there's definitely a difference between taking risks and just blowing blowing your, your limits yeah. out the window and like it, I did last yeah.
0: Yeah, the last time. And you weren't hydrated enough. I mean you, you there were a lot of mistakes that were made. Um
3: Pushing it, the hydration, Um,
0: just everything, I think. Uh,
3: I mean, I was was urinating blood on day one, uh, Glenn. I mean, I was not healthy and I chose to ignore my body and I chose to do a lot of stupid things um, that I'm really not going to do this year. One of the things that I've changed... Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, I was I was navigating like an idiot. If you go back and look at my GPS track, it's just insane. <laughs>
0: round circles, round circles. Oh, there's another rider. We'll exactly.
3: <laughs> exactly. You know, your mental capacity is so diminished when you're physically ill. It's, it's unbelievable.
0: Well, well, that's not going to happen this time. We're thinking positive. No,
3: and no. I, I, this year, it's going to be great. I'm going to be the comeback kid. Everything's going to be fine. The pressure isn't going to get to me at all. And we're going to bring it home.
0: Well, we're going to get, uh, I wanted to remind everybody before we get off this topic, I want to talk to you a little bit about the endurance test ride for the, for the world equestrian games that you were crewing at. Um, it was quite, yeah. it was quite a day, but, um, one of the things that I wanted to remind everybody is we're going to be doing, like we did last year following Leslie Wiley. And this was just a spur-of-the-moment thing we did, but we ended up with thousands of views. We're going to be doing Facebook Lives every night to follow Devin's progress. And, and a lot of that involves the posts that the Mongol Derby puts out and then her little tracker, we follow her dot. Um, and then we just try and keep up with what they put out. And then we also try and provide commentary. So we'll try and get Leslie back. We'll try to get uh, a couple other people that have done the Derby f- before get them on uh, during the night so they can kind of tell us, okay, what's going on? You know, where are they at in this point? Um, how are they feeling at, at this point? So I uh, also heard from them, they have a new track this year. They're uh, doing a new oh. course. So, Yes, yeah.
3: yeah, exactly. And they won't release that until the time, the time comes. So I'm completely in the dark. I don't have any inside information as to where we're going this year.
0: Maybe it's a completely different part of Mongolia.
3: Possibly. I country. mean, they say pack for everything. Yeah, we, you know, they haven't gone south very much. The Gobi Desert is one of the places that they haven't been. Uh, most of the time, it's either north or west of the Lambertor. So we might be heading east or south this year. I don't
0: know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, I, I'm, we're looking forward to it, and we hope that everybody can join us every night for the coverage. It, it was kind of fun just to all get together and have a chat room and, and talk about it every day, oh, yeah, too. That was kind
3: of fun. You know, every... Every year they compare it to the Hunger Games um, because you know from kind watching it sense, it's really <laughs> similar. Oh yeah, it's so similar. There's a lot of crossover there.
0: Uh, we, we don't <laughs> wish for death like the Hunger Games, though. Just to, no, you
3: know. no. We hope <laughs> we hope that everybody has a safe ride. Uh, but you know, as they say, shit happens.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, okay, so let's talk a little bit you were crewing for an overseas team at the uh, endurance ride and try on for the World Equestrian Games and that's a ride it's kind of a shakeout ride where they g- get the kinks out and um, now this endurance ride was 75 miles and it wasn't the full 100 miles like they'll do at WEG, but in September, but it was 75 miles. And as I understand it, you're basically on a loop, right? So a 20, maybe 20 some mile loop that you guys did.
3: Right. Um, So I was crewing for my friend, Cecilia Inquest, who rides for Sweden. Um, And she was riding a homegrown horse uh, uh, trained and and owned by my friend, Sydney Metz. Um, And they went out and they did the course, which was different loops. However, the loops kind of ran adjacent to each other. Okay. Uh, so that we could hit the, the out-crew points as well on each loop. Um, and some and of them were yeah, old like tracks, said, and
0: some were new. They had
3: just made them. Exactly. A lot of the trail was were things that they had just worked on, um, so the footing was pretty difficult. A lot of established trails have nice, um, soft footing. That's kind of been beaten down by horses over the years, and apparently, from what my rider told me, the, the areas of trail that were brand new were really difficult for the horses to, to navigate
0: and north carolina has had an exceptional amount of rain and winter and snow and they just had a rough spring so you guys had some rain right before this too right
3: exactly right they had about seven inches of rain um in the week leading up to the test event Hmm. which of course didn't help the trails
0: some washouts and stuff Mm-hmm. I would so
3: uh my horse that i was grooming for uh hk cruiser that he actually um went to italy for the young rider world championships last year um so he's a really nice proven uh very unshakable competitor um and he unfortunately vetted out around 41 miles during the test event just he was just moving slightly off um fun well, more later no lasting harm but uh he, he definitely succumbed to the trail conditions. Well, he
0: wasn't the only one. What, about 33% finished from what I saw?
3: Yeah, it was a 33% completion rate. And, of course, there's different uh, reasons for that. Some people only uh, did the first loop and then uh, retired their horses after seeing the trails. Hmm. Um, Some people uh, went out a little bit too fast and decided to save their horses for another day. And, of course, the trail ate the horses lunch, and they just uh, couldn't continue.
0: Yeah, and the
3: vets were being quite strict about parameters. If your horse was anything less than perfect, they were pulling. So, probably
0: on that particular course on that day, that was probably a good idea. And I heard they shortened the time allowed too.
3: Yes, they did. Uh, they wanted originally they wanted everyone to be going at minimum 14 kilometers per hour, um, and they did actually drop that down to 12 kilometers per hour uh, to allow the horses a bit more time once the uh, the speed was established on the mm-hmm. first loop.
0: Oh, gotcha. um,
3: do they do that exactly often in races? Uh, no, generally speaking, races in the United States, you just have a, um, uh, the time is timing is more lenient. Mm-hmm. Usually you have about 18 hours to finish the 75, and here it worked out to the fact that you had about 10 or 12.
0: Yeah, which is like, uh, cuts it way down, <laughs> 30, 40 percent. Oh, less. yeah, yeah.
3: you don't have any time to mess around. <laughs> and and you've got to go through vet <laughs>
0: checks, and you have holds in vet checks. I mean, it, there's a lot involved in of that. Of course. So, yeah. So that, yeah, would, that it, takes time. What would you think right, of um, uh, Tryon as a whole?
3: Well, you know, in endurance training, the, the the camping situation, the bar is very low. I was so excited that I could have hot coffee in the morning. <laughs> I was willing to give it five stars across the board. No matter what <laughs> happened at the, at the event, I didn't care. There was a hot coffee place that I was in love. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard the so, barns are really nice. Yeah, the bars are really great, and they all have electricity, and they all have extra water, so you didn't have to haul anything very far. Um, so, yeah, I was I was happy about that. I do have to say, you know, since I crewed at the at oh, oh, in Kentucky in two thousand ten, there, Devin,
0: um, you're fiddling oh. it out again. So, uh, let's see. Uh, Sorry, I
3: started pacing. <laughs> uh, that
0: was it, I think. So, uh, yeah. St- so start with uh, since I crewed. In okay. Three, two.
3: I do have to say, though, since I crewed um, the 2010 WAG in Kentucky, uh, comparing the two venues, try seems a little bit smaller. Um, and I'm a little concerned as to if they're going to be able to, uh, to house all the horses.
0: Yeah, you know, there, of course, a lot of stuff's not done yet. You were in a massive construction zone, weren't you?
3: Yeah, <laughs> yes, it was.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's some there's some question about whether the riders' quarters are going to be done or whether they're going to be staying, you know, an hour away in hotels, and there's all of that stuff that's still going on, too. I know they're putting a yeah. lot of time and money and effort into making this happen.
3: Yeah, and, you know, it's really funny that you mentioned construction because uh, we were staying in the brand-new squeaky RV hookup uh, parking lot, Um, And they were actually able to lay and pave a road within a day while we were there, (laughs) uh, which was completely I, I mean baffling they were working like little fire ants <laughs> so i know they're they're busting their butts to try to get it finished so I'm, I'm hoping that they're successful because they need a little bit more venue there <laughs> they've
0: had they've had a, they've had a heck of a time too with the weather because that slows down construction oh, yeah. with all the rain uh and then oh, yeah. right before the driving event four days before they had massive rains which washed out the bridge and the road to the to the course, to the marathon
3: course. You're kidding me. Oh, my God. So they oh had to God.
0: build that in four days. They had to rebuild a bridge oh. and the road in four days and nights to well, get it done so the carriages could get to the course.
3: Well, so. I'll say this. The South Carolina construction workers are like the MVPs of <laughs> World Equestrian <laughs> Games because they are working so hard to get it done.
0: Yeah, there's just, there's a lot going on there. Well, good. Well, and, you know, so how did the riders come away from it mentally? Um...
3: They... With a healthy respect for the trail is what I'm going to say. It's a lot say. of hills,
0: right? Uh, up and down, up and down, up and
3: down. Yeah, my uh, my friend had her GPS on, and she said there was between four and 5,000 feet of elevation difference, mm. um, which is pretty substantial. I mean, it is not a course in which you can set your horse in a canter and eat miles, um, which is, you know, how you If you're training you in, do in Florida, a you're
0: screwed. Horse. Your horse is screwed. You need help. Yeah,
3: you yeah. definitely need to be working on um, uh, transitions, effective transitions. I, I mean, I, I heard from riders saying, you know, you had to be transitioning walk, trot, canter, walk, trot, canter, pretty much every like quarter mile to, to mm. take on the trail. Um, as far as, you know, it, so if you're training, you're setting your horse in a canter, you know, and getting that good aerobic training, you're not going to necessarily be training for the transitions that are necessary in order to tackle a technical trail.
0: It was interesting because I remember watching the TV coverage in France, and, and that was fairly flat compared to what this is going to be. Um, yes, yeah.
3: exactly. And that had a lot of uh, places where you could just move out. You, you could know? gallop, um, yeah. You could
0: just move move along. Large sections <laughs> where you could just move along.
3: Right, exactly, which really helps you make time and, and kind of ha- sets the horse in the right headspace and kind of sets the rider in the right headspace as well. I can, I can tell you that um, Cecilia was, you know... A, not not complaining, but said, you know, this is a really tough course, um, and I'm I'm you know have a healthy respect for what it's going to take to get 100 miles done here.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much for that, and uh, have fun over the next month. What do you have coming up next month uh, uh, in your preparations?
3: Uh, well, I do have a run that I'm going to try to do in May. Um, that'll be my last event before the Derby. It's going to be probably a 60 kilometer night run here in Texas. Um, and that's on your really feet as the... opposed
0: to on horseback.
3: Yep, that'll yeah. be that'll be a run. <laughs> just to, you know, get get uh, work my suffering muscle a little bit <laughs> in this
0: 90 degree heat. Are you gonna do any endurance <laughs> rides before
3: then? Uh yeah, I have one next weekend. It'll be either a twenty five or a fifty. I haven't decided yet on uh, one of my up and covers
0: Great. Well, thank you, Devin. We appreciate it. Where can people find you?
3: Uh yep, yeah, I'm on Facebook, uh Texas Temujin or uh Texas uh Sorry, Devin Horn. Uh, Devin with an A. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram if you'd like.
0: Do you know how many times I've spelt your name wrong? By the way, I put an o in. I know
3: it's C E V A N. My parents are crazy. It was not my fault. And, and
0: every time, every time I have to go back to Facebook and look and, and figure out. And I, I've written your name probably more than most people. And I still have to go back every time. It an A or an o? <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks, Devin.
3: Uh, I apologize.
0: <laughs> yeah, tell them I'm mad at them. Okay.
3: Okay, I'll I'll let them know tomorrow. (laughs) Well,
0: that's it for this episode of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. You can find all of the past episodes, all 10 years' worth, at stablescoop.com. You can find all the shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. We have 17 of them, something for everybody. I do another one called Horses in the Morning five days a week. It's the most popular morning radio show for the horse world. Find it at HorsesInTheMorning.com or on the Horse Radio Network app. Just search for Horse Radio Network in the iOS or Android app store. Thank you, everybody, for joining us, and happy scooping.